Yeah. Let, yeah, I know. Let's, come on, come on. Yeah. Give God some praise. We can turn off the LED lights. People are hypnotized. They're like, it's turning this way and that way, and I don't know which way it'll look. Flashing light. That's what happens when I'm driving with my wife. We'll be having a serious conversation. I'm like, look at that car. She was like, calm down. You're not 12 anymore. Yeah, so we'll turn off that one too in just a second. But welcome to Next Level Church. If I haven't met you yet, I want to introduce myself. I'm Pastor Deshaun. And you are here because God has called you to be here. And we're so honored that you've chosen to be here. So God bless you. And uh, Pastor Michelle and I have the pleasure of not only planting, but also building this church together with an awesome team. And there's room for you. Yes, we're not an exclusive country club. You are welcome to be part of our family. And today we are moving towards the conclusion of our series called Welcome Home. The title for today is Family Matters. How many of you grew up watching Family Matters? Woo! Oh, hi, Mr. Winslow. I love you, Laura. Well, in my years growing up, people have called me Steve Urkel. That's the main character. I don't know if that's a compliment. They said, sometimes I act like Steve. No, Stefan, right? Remember Stefan when he goes in the chamber and he becomes super cool? It's a story about family that goes through a lot. And a lot of the things that they go through is because of their neighbor, the super nerdy Steve Urkel. But at the end of the episode, somehow they come to a peaceful and they work it out, they work it out as a family and they get through whatever obstacle or problem or pain they were going through. And, and that got me thinking about our church because as a church, when I just, individuals just coming and going and just visiting and warming our seats, but I believe God called us to be a family. Uh, earlier in our, in our huddle talk, uh, we were just celebrating one of our team members and he said, uh, you guys are like family like our, my second family. I'm like, no, we're your family. Like maybe we're, to many of us, maybe we are closer to one another more than our real biological family. As a church, family, together, whatever we face, just like family matters, we can get through it victoriously. Amen? At Next Level Church, we don't do church membership. We just do family. And I want to tell you that whatever you've been through, whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing, welcome home. You belong here. You don't have to pretend and show off. You can just be yourself because there's no DJ at Next Level Church. We don't do church membership. We do family. You can go to the gym and you can never show up to the gym but still just pay your membership fees. How is your membership status? Perfect, right? They don't care what shape you're in. They don't care that you've been eating mutton rolls and kotrodi and, and fried chicken and all. They don't care what condition your health is. Or, you know, the, last week I was eating a muffin and somebody said, oh, you need a muffin for your muffin top? I'm like, wow. It's COVID-19, COVID-20. They say it's not my fault. Jim doesn't care if you don't show up. Just pay your dues and you're still a member. You don't have to go. If I don't show up to my family for a month, they don't care how much money I send them. They're going to be pretty mad because my family needs me to be in the house. Your church family needs you to be in this house. 
You are needed, you are wanted, you are valued, you are loved. We will challenge you. We make it easy for everybody to come in and then we do life together. Our family vision as a church is clear. Where we exist to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. This is our mission. Our family mission is this. Our family vision. Come on now, let me quiz some of you. Our family vision, we exist to bring people closer to Jesus. That's what we do. Mission is what we do. Vision is where we're going. And that's what Next Level Church is all about. And that's where we're so passionate about family. If that sounds good to you, welcome home. If that's, that doesn't sound good to you, we can recommend you to another church. We have lots of friends in the city and out of the province. If you don't like to be uh, in this vibe, that's cool. It's okay if we're not your cup of tea. We can introduce you to another church family. Is that cool? It's like, what is this fog machine going on? Is, is it smoking? Is it safety concern here? And these LED lights are hypnotizing. It's fine. We can, you understand what I'm saying? You are already family. The moment you walked in, you are already family. No addition. There's no application you need to fill out to be part of it. But the moment you came through these doors, you're family. So you're like, cool, but what do I do as part of the family? How do we do church as a family? How do we create a place for other people to come in, for the prodigals to come in? What do we do? Because we can talk about being a church and family until everybody's blue in the face, but if we're not prepared to welcome others just the way you've been welcomed, if we're not ready to welcome the unchurched and the dechurched and the people that are far from God, if we're not ready as a church to welcome them, then we've really missed the point. If we just come here to listen, oh, did you like the bass today? It was awesome. If we just come for the music or if we come just for inspirational messages, I can do everything that I can to give you some inspirational messages, but the moment you walk out, there's no transformation. We got to be a healthy house. And what we're doing with our dream team is that we are building health in our team so that we can be healthy to bring other people into the loving and saving grace of Jesus. So if we're in a place that want to come, then what are we doing? On Sundays, we focus on reaching those who are far from God and to bring them into an encounter with Jesus. But if you want to go deeper in God, that's where we have connect groups on the weekdays. We have four happening, and mine is starting this Thursday for the men. And uh, the other three uh, has already been started and, and ongoing. So join a connect group if you want to go deeper in God. Join one or start one. There's no excuse for not going deeper in God. So I'm going to go straight into my point because uh, God didn't call us to be a church that consumes. God has called us to be the church, not just talk about to be the church. Four practical ways to play your part. So what do I do? What do you do as a, as a member of this church? As a, as a family member, you play your part. How do you do that? Here are the four steps. Four practical ways to play a part, to be effective, to reach others, to come into our house. Show up. Serve. Give. Invite. All right, thank you. God bless you. That's it. That's the message today. You can go home now. You can eat your water now. 
You want to be part of this family? It's simple. Play your part. We've been going deep into the story of the prodigal son for the last few weeks, Luke 15, and I love that story. And just to give you a quick summary, we see this father who has two sons. The younger one distances himself physically from the father. He takes his share of the inheritance and he goes and just, just squanders it and, and just wastes it. He distances himself physically from the father. And then we see the elder brother who is in the house, but he is relationally distanced from the father. He is distanced in the value of the father as well. And we see that the younger brother who went and wasted everything, he hits rock bottom and he realizes that he has to come home, that his life was better with the father. And so he prepares himself to come back and meet the father. And so that's where we're going to just continue in Luke 15, verses 20 to 24. You should have this in your notebook already. Uh, you won't have it if you don't have it. So, verse 20 to 24, Luke 15. I'm going to read it real fast. Go. So the young son set off for home from a long distance away. His father saw him coming dressed as a beggar and great compassion swelled up in his heart for his son who was returning home. The father raced out to meet him, swept him up in his arms, hugged him dearly and kissed him over and over with tender love. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But his father said to the servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and sandals for his feet and killed the souped up calf for him. We must celebrate with a feast for this son of mine was dead and now has returned to life. He was lost and now he is found. So the party began. This is what we're called to do as a church. Welcome home the prodigals. Help them connect with the father and the family. Celebrate when they do. So how do I become part of this church? I just gave it to you four, four ways. Show up, serve, give, and invite. In Luke, in the next verse, verse 25, it says, Meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working. When he returned home, he heard music and dancing. Now, why do you think the older son was over there working and he realized something's going on? What happened? He heard the loud music. He heard the, the, the dancing, the, the joyous celebration. People were turned up. The bass was turned up and the people were turned up. The whole family showed up and they were dancing. Everybody part of the family was there. I'll tell you that if you don't show up to church, this party doesn't work. Did you hear me? This party doesn't work if you don't show up without you it doesn't work so i want to today challenge you your mindset i want to help you shift your mindset when you start thinking about how you come to church and why you come to church and what's on your mind when you come to church statistics pre-covid says that a person that says that they're committed to church they're involved in church pre-covid they show up to church one to two times a month Pre-COVID, you can imagine post-COVID is probably worse, but that's the statistic. I understand why, because we go to church with me in mind, instead of the mission in mind. Because when I go to church with me 
focus. I'm going to evaluate everything according to what can I get? What's in it for me? Are they singing the song that I like? Are they preaching the way that I want? It's all about me. And we are, I, I get it, all, all of us have selfishness. Just get married and you'll realize how selfish you are. Because your spouse will tell you. We are all really busy. I get it, man. I don't get it. I get that. But the next thing I don't get is, what? you try to come to church on Sunday morning, that's when your work has a party. Watch, watch, okay? I will, I don't bet, but I'll buy your donut. Christmas party at your workplace will be Sunday morning at 10 a.m. That soccer practice for your kid, Sunday at 10 a.m. That birthday party for your kid will be Sunday at 10 a.m. I get it. We all have stuff to do and, and th so many valid reasons and restrictions and I get it. But there are also excuses that we make. But if all we do is go to church with me in, uh, on my mind, of course, our commitment is going to be less and less. And so it makes it easier for us to be just potted instead of planted and rooted. There are, there are some, some, some sharks and some types of fish that the size of the aquarium is the size that they will grow. Put them out in the wild or put them out in a bigger space, they will amplify. They will grow. Goldfish. Thank you. I thought you were calling me a goldfish. But if I go to church with a mission mindset, and I realize that I'm part of a church family that's reaching sinners and saints and prodigals and Pharisees, because everybody's welcome. And if I realize that I'm helping to welcome them home, and I'm helping to connect them with the Father, and I'm helping them to connect with the family, and the party's not the same without me. So maybe you're sitting there and be like, I don't do anything here. You have a calling. You have a purpose. And like I said earlier, God has called you to this church for a reason. So don't undervalue the calling that God has already placed on your life. You just need to discover it. And that's part of our mission, to help you to do that. I'm not going because, oh, I feel like going to church today. I'm going because I'm part of a family. And that family is on mission. I'm going because I'm part of a family that has a vision. I'm part of a family that is there to plunder hell and populate heaven today. Hallelujah. We got to come out of consumer mentality because people's eternal destinations are on the line. So what you have to offer, the giftings that God has placed in your life is important. The shift, the way we think. How many of you watch MMA? Don't put your hand up. When a fighter is walking to the, I, I don't watch it, I just heard about it. When the fighter is coming to the octagon, zoned in, focused, and, and you know, they got their, their music going and, and they're pumped, they're ready to go. Because there's a goal, there's a purpose, there's a vision, there's a mission. And then you see the fans around them. They're like throwing a taking selfies and drinking beer and lining up to, to go buy popcorn and lining up to go to the bathroom. Same space, same moment, but different mindsets. I wonder what kind of mindset you have when you come to church. Because the fans, they have them, themselves on their minds. Fighters have the mission on their minds. Are you a fighter or are you a fan?
Fans are here to watch. Fighters are here to work. There's a job to be done. I am needed. I add value. Some of you come to church to watch. And, and I want to start asking you to come to church to work. Because we got a mission. What if we came to church with that mission in mind? And I'm looking for somebody. I come to church and, and I'm always looking for somebody to say hi to. My personal goal every time I come to church, even before I had a title in church, is to, I want to say hi to everybody. And if you run into some of our old church friends, they might not remember my name, but they will say, you know that guy that says hi to everybody? Is that guy still in the church? And you'll be like, oh yeah, it's Pastor Dishan. That's my goal. And I want to just encourage you. I get it. I'm an introvert, introvert and I'm shy too. But when we go to a sports game, or when, when, our, when our team is winning, we just go crazy. We, we, you know, you've seen those videos. They jump up and they, they pour beer or grape juice, whatever it is, in the people in front of them because they're so excited to popcorn fly up in the sky because they're so excited. I'm looking to say hi to somebody. I'm here scanning the room because I'm on mission to welcome home the prodigals because that's what I do and I want you to be part of that too and I will walk up to them and and make a connection and and, and in the same time I will be asking the Holy Spirit to give me something to to encourage them or say something so I will get their phone number I will add them to my Instagram or invite them to my connect group I'll in, invite them to my team I'll invite them for a coffee I'm on mission all the time do you, do you understand? You're a spiritual being. You're not just a spiritual being when you come on to church on Sunday morning and be like, oh, holy. No. You're on mission all the time. You work for Jesus all the time. And I'm here to throw parties for prodigals. And that's what I want to invite you to. Some of you are thinking, oh, that's really cute, but I don't know where to begin. I'm on a mission. Woohoo. Well, I don't have a clue what to do. You showing up to church, you won already. You're halfway there already. You are here. In my younger years, I was very zealous and, and very eager. And uh, with some of the mature people, uh, I'm still trying to reach my maturity. Uh, when I grew up, I, want, I would go with them to hospital visits to pray for people in the hospital. People that were sick or whatever, whatever. We would go for hospital ministry. But there was a big problem. I cannot stand blood. I will get lightheaded and I will faint. I cannot stand people when they have like wires hooked up to them or hospital makes me faint and I'm going on hospital visits. There were times, if I'm really honest, that the people that I, we went to pray for, I ended up lying down in the bed next to them because I fainted or about to faint and the person that came with me caught me. I cannot stand it. But I knew I was on a mission. Despite my fear, my limitation, language barrier, I'm on a mission. I'm not just church on Sunday. I am church every day. I'm on a mission. And I'm facing a big problem. And even when my wife was giving birth, I wanted to be in the room and I'm there. And then she looks at me, she's like, Pale, go lie down. I'm like, okay, I'll go lie down. Let me eat my sandwich and just support her in that way. Because I, I got it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like trying to be strong. No, no joke. No kidding. 
she's trying really hard to deliver this baby and I'm trying to like, you can do this, you got this, one second. And I'll go to the bathroom and like put like cold water and I'm, I can see my face is all gray and I'm like sweating bucket. The, the nurse is like, just go lie down. Or I'll go to give blood and they will, you know, give me crackers and oranges and then they'll say, go lie down. I had a problem, but I was on mission. God puts us in so many uncomfortable situations and all we want to do is run. But maybe that is your mission field. We always envy and be jealous of other people's ministries. But maybe there is something so fulfilling for you that God has, but you're not identifying your mission field. On mission. You may be scared. You might not know what to do or say. But God has given you the Holy Spirit. And He will speak through you. He is your driving force. Because you're always working for the kingdom of God. So God is calling us to be part of something special. And that's called the ministry of presence. When we show up to comfort people or pray for people, sometimes we might not have anything to say. Maybe God wants you to move in the ministry of presence. Presence, just being there. A lot of times we make things worse by trying to say stuff. Maybe God just wants you to just be there. Ministry of presence. All you do is show up. Maybe, maybe God is putting somebody on your heart right now. Holy Spirit is highlighting somebody that you just need to show up and just shut up. Just, just be there. And when you go, you say, Lord, use me today. And then you walk in. You step into that ministry of presence. And God will show you what to say and what to do. That's why we do church. You are part of the ministry of presence when you're here, especially at church. But you can't do that if you're not here. Imagine if all 300 of us that are here, all of us answer to God and we say, Lord, we don't know. We're not sure. We don't know what to do. But Lord, use me. Show me. Lead me. Be glorified through me. I want to minister to somebody today. And then... You walk into your situation. You walk into church. Imagine what God could do if we would rely on Him instead of ourselves. And too often we, we come to church and we just want to be impressed and we want to have a good experience, but that's not what God has called you to be. God has called you to be family. You're not here to watch a movie. You're here to be part of the mission. So, whether it's me preaching or somebody else preaching, be engaging. Interact, clap, say amen, say hallelujah. Just interact, be, be lively. Because we are here trying to preach the gospel every week. We're presenting the gospel every week. And we're not coming to church to watch. We are coming to work. It's not about me. It's about the mission. Let's move on to point number two, serve. All right, serve. Are you good? I asked one of my person at home, hey, I'm cleaning over here. Can you empty the dishwasher? And that person like, oh, why do I have to help? Why do I have to clean up? Say something. Do, do you have people like that in your house? You're like, hey, can you help me with something? Can you do your responsibility? Can you do your chore? Like, oh, come on. Can but they were okay for hours being on the screen and whatever else they were doing. They're cool with that. But then the moment you call them 
Yeah, I feel you, I feel you. I, I see some heads nodding, so. I'm not alone. Why do you have to unload the dishwasher? Why do you have to clean? Because you're part of the family. You get to do this. Every time you say, I will serve, this is what you're saying. You're, you, every time you say, I will serve, you're not just putting up the flags. You're not just setting up the PA or the projector. You're not just setting up the connections table. You're not just cleaning up this place. Oh, welcome. Good morning. Happy New Year. You're not just cleaning the bathroom and making sure that it is clean for everybody to come. You're not just doing these things. Let me tell you what you're doing. Every time that you volunteer and say, I will serve, you are running out into the driveway just like the father. When the prodigal was coming home, the father ran to the driveway. Every time you say, I will serve my church family, you are joining together with us and running to the driveway to welcome the prodigals. That's what you're called to do. Called to be a catalyst. You're called to serve in the capacity God has given you. Because that's what we do as a family. To bring prodigals home. You're making a way every single time you serve at this church. And it took an army to have this party when this came home. It took an army. The father says, hey, get the robe, get the ring, get the sandals, get the souped up calf. Okay, you, you marinate the calf. You cook it. You chop it. And you get the table ready. You put the plates and the cutlery. You get the fog machine. You get the LED light, a disco light, no LED, disco light. Because you're a party. We're going to have a dance party right now. And then we'll all clean up together. It took an army to have a party in the house with the family. When you're not here, there's no party. We cannot have the party without you. It takes a village. Many of us are from the village, so you understand what I'm saying. If you'd say, yes, Pastor D, this is my church and I want to play my part, how do I do that? It's easy. Meet us at the back. Right after this experience, and we would love to chat and get you connected. If you're watching us online, just message us anywhere on our social media, and we would love to walk you through and it's very easy. Your next step is going through next steps. I don't know how much clearer I can say that. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm so confused. Your next step is going through next steps. That's it. And then we'll guide you from there. Because when you serve, you're not just making a way for the prodigals, but in that journey, God is transforming you. Proverbs 11.25, I love the scripture. When I was discouraged and when I felt like I'm just giving out and, and I'm not seeing the results immediately, this scripture just spoke to me. The generous will prosper. I will talk about that in the next point. But the B part, I love this. It says, those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Can you read it with me? Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. You give, love, serve somebody without expecting, God sees that. God will refresh you. You went out of your way to do something kind for somebody, God sees that. You refresh somebody else, God will refresh you. Wow, I love that. So when you live this way, you get to welcome prodigals home. And you get to change the world. When you were a kid, you wanted to change the world. And then now you grew up and you're all sophisticated now. But this is how we change the world. By refreshing other people, by serving other people. And God says, you also get to be part of this family and I'll change you in the process. Number three, give. So without resources, there are no 
party. Without resources, there are no houses to welcome prodigals. There's, a, there's no ring, there's no rope, there's no fatted calf. The, see the way the father gave? The father gave the best. The father gave his food. When, when this prodigal son came home, the father didn't be like, oh, you know that, that's crony little goat over there? This, this half sick, has half COVID, just get, get the fatted calf. Get the robe, get the ring, get the sandals. And I broke it down for you last week. All the best for my son, has, he's come back. But it took resources. And Jesus is saying, this is how our Heavenly Father loves us. Because Heavenly Father didn't give us a substitute. He gave us Jesus, His one and only Son. He gave us the first and the best. And Jesus is saying, I will build my church. And, and, and Jesus is talking to Peter and He's saying, it's the church, the local church is going to be so powerful that even the gates of hell cannot come against it. Hallelujah. Local church is the place where we can not just come to eat donuts, which might, we might have some left over, it's not a place where we come and be comfortable and stagnant and just see our buddies, but it's a place of the, the greatest evangelistic tool is the church. And we get to partner with the church, with the church family, not just with our time, but with our treasure as well. Malachi 3.10. Bring all the tithes. In other words, 10% of your income into the storehouse. That means the local church. So there will be enough food in my house. If you do, says the Lord uh, of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so you won't have enough room to take it in. Everybody say, try it. Put me to the test. Okay, so uh, we've had many conversations about this. We've had teachings about this. So I'm just going to talk from a father heart perspective as the father of the house. And I want to just lovingly say to you, you're like, where is he going to go? God loves you no matter what. Whether you give a penny to the church or not, God loves you. Pastor Emma and I love you no matter what. But there's something significant that God is speaking here that we need to understand. It's not a requirement for you to be saved. Uh, by you giving, you're not going to be saved or you're not going to lose your salvation by not giving. But I want to challenge you to tithe. And I want you to discover for yourself God can do in and through your life first and your best. In our family, in our personal family, this is a, a, a huge principle. It's a non-negotiable. And our kids understand it. I'll give you the short version. Some of you might remember the story. When we were fundraising, we were trying to meet our target and, and it was like really difficult. My son he didn't just give 10% to the local church, but he gave 100% of his piggy bank. Yeah. yeah. Can we give God some praise? For a sacrificial heart. He believed in the local church and he wanted to help, but he, didn't have, he doesn't have a job. He gets to live for free. But whatever he had, he gave 100%. And within 24 hours, what he gave, God multiplied 100 folds. Do you hear me? What he gave from his little piggy bank, he broke his piggy bank and he gave it. That stirred up faith in other people that heard it about his sacrificial giving, his faithful, fervent giving. 
that moved people and God opened up the windows of heaven and poured out a blessing hundred folds of the amount that he gave and he got blessed along the way hallelujah a child decided to give his best to God and God did the impossible so I want to challenge you take the 90-day tithing challenge you don't have to but if you want to see a breakthrough in your life why not put God first we talk about it all the time why not take an action take a step 90-day tithing challenges is very simple for the next 90 days you give your first and your best 10% to God and see what he does and if nothing happens we will refund everything that you give how's that for a deal deal or no deal because we're serious about this this is a promise from God and we don't play around with 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 God's blessings you know tithing is not just just giving money but we are showing to God how faithful we are when God blesses you what do you do with it do you spend it all on you and then if there's left you give to God or do you give to God first because this breath this life this day is all because of his grace his forgiveness is all because of his love for me so how can we be selfish how can I just think about me mentality when he's called me to fulfill this grandiose this great kingdom of God mission so take the challenge and if God doesn't do anything then we will refund you so email us if you want to sign up for the challenge and and I get it it's hard to give because you have a hundred percent and then giving ten percent then you're just gonna have ninety percent oh my gosh what are you gonna do with ninety percent it's, it's gonna be a rough life whether you have a lot or whether you have little giving is usually difficult but that's the way God says to test him that's the only spot where where in the Bible he says to test him he's Jehovah Jireh he will provide and I can tell you so many stories how God has provided for us and made ways for us and avoided mistakes and and amazing things so we need to show God that we are good investment not stingy but generous so the scripture moves on that there will be food in my house uh, on and on so I'm just gonna quickly move on but together we are called to build this church so that we can bring in and welcome prodigals into the house we're not here to be comfortable but we're here to be part of the mission and I'm getting older I know it's hard to tell but I don't have time to play cute church we got work to do the harvest is plentiful but we need laborers and if you've been serving in this church thank you if you've been giving in this church thank you but we need more people to come alongside because we need to go and 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 reach the harvest for Jesus we got we got to roll up our sleeves and say I will show up I will serve I will give my time and my treasure that's what I'm called to do you cannot control everything in your life but you can control your generosity Matthew 6 21 says for where your treasure is there your heart will be also during the pandemic the government grant we got nothing so even us being here right now is a miracle and at the start of the year we decided that we're gonna sow back into the organization that helped us launch our church that's called ARC you can look it up ARC churches uh, that's the international one you can go uh, ARC Canada that's the Canadian one and we're church number 17 that they planted that they helped us plant. 
we are sowing back into local church plants. You know how happy you get when you see Tim Hortons every street corner? I want to see local churches at every street corner. Hallelujah. And that can only happen if we bring our resources and submit it to God. And so we started in faith to sow back into ARC because uh, we want to see Canada saved. Do you want to see Canada saved? Yes, we want, we want this nation that used to be Christian to come back to being Christian and more local church. So if you haven't given or not sure or inconsistent, the four ways to give is going to come up. Decide today. Not, not out of, I'm not manipulating you, not trying to convince you. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. Now it's up to you. And, and keep forgetting, we have an app that can just be automated. So you don't have to forget. When we give our best and our first to God, He's able to do things that we could never imagine. And because of your generosity, we were able to help plant many churches and, and donate stuff like Pastor M said. We fed 150 families last year during COVID. We were able to help so many shelters together. And since 2019, over 330 people made a decision to follow Jesus. Hallelujah. Can we give a clap to Jesus? That's because of you and I and together we sacrificially gave and God showed up. So what you're doing is it, it does matter. That's why we show up. That's why we run after the vision because the vision is bigger than us and we get to be part of it. My final point before we wrap up is invite. So the father had to go to the driveway to bring in both of the boys. Both of the boys were distant from the father. And the dad realizes that unless both of the kids uh, are grabbed and brought in, the party doesn't matter. There's no point having a party if those that need to come are not here. So he goes and gets the, gets the sons and brings them in to the house party. I want to challenge you today to take risks to go out and invite. Invite somebody to church. Because when we get together and worship Jesus, Holy Spirit starts moving here. And it is the Holy Spirit that changes our lives. And the power of God breaks chains. So I want to invite you to take a risk and, and, and tell somebody about the church and, and, and bring them to church. When you do that, God can encounter them. And then they will want to know more about this God. Quick question, if you have found your faith or if you've had an experience that brought you closer to God and it happened in church, can you put your hand up? If you had an encounter with God or if you found your faith in church, can you put your hand up? Right? You can look around. Church is so important. It's so crucial. And Jesus says, I will build my church and the gates of hell cannot prevail. A single mother, she was addicted to... to you can imagine, and she had a two-year-old son that she couldn't take care of. She dropped off the son at a stranger's porch, and she went to do something really extreme. But somebody saw her and went and talked to her, took a risk, loved on her, and invited her to church. She came to church, encountered God. And this little boy also encountered God that day. Fast forward many years, this boy is now 24 years old and he's at the end of his rope. He's been through so many traumatic things and he calls up his Christian friend because he remembered when I was small, I went to church with my mom and I experienced something there. I experienced God there. He calls his Christian friend, Christian friend brings him to church 
And again, this 24-year-old encounters God again. Fast forward a few years, this man gets older, gets married, becomes a pastor, plants a church that grows into the thousands. Now his children, he's bringing his children to church. And just recently, one of his kids got baptized. You see the generational impact one invite had? Your one invite can impact multiple generations. So don't under-evaluate the opportunities God brings to you. There's, there's this power in partnering with the church because one person took a risk on a hurting single mom and invited her to church. Now three generations of people are now going to heaven. All because of one invite. So, as I wrap up, we're going to pray. And uh, worship team, you can come up. Think about what God can do in and through your life. Think about what God can do in and through your story. Think about what God can do in and through your church family. It's not just showing up every Sunday and, and looking for what, what's in it for me. But it's coming here knowing that you belong in this family. And, and the party is not complete without you. Because we need to work together to bring in the prodigals. We're showing up on mission. And we know that along the way as we serve, God is going to change us. We are part of something bigger than ourselves. That we can leave a legacy for our children. That our faith can be that legacy. Maybe you're doing all of these things already, so I want to say thank you. Let's continue. We got lots to do. There's so much work to do, and, and we're excited about the opportunities God is bringing. We're doing the, the, the Samaritans first, and then we're going to have Heart for the House, and then we have Christmas. So many exciting things coming. But we need you to be in the house working together with us so that we can reach the lost. And I don't want anyone to feel guilty or overwhelmed but I just want you to ask Jesus right now and if I can ask you to close your eyes let's stand together let's close our eyes and just ask Jesus right now Lord where do I start what do I do Lord show me to apply one principle from today's message Lord help me to invite one person a week to online church or to in-person church and let that be part of my lifestyle because I'm on mission all the time I want to be welcoming prodigals I want to be welcoming saints and everyone I want to help connect with the father I want to help them connect with the family and throw parties for them that's what I want to be part of life transformation as I do that Lord I know you will transform me so if that's you just place your hand on your heart. Father, every heart that is desiring to go deeper in you and to be more effective for your kingdom, I pray in Jesus' name. God, that you remove our timidity, that you remove our self-focus even more. Help us to lay down our prides. Help us to take a risk and invite. Help us to show up consistently. Help us to serve. Help us to give. God, we thank you because you have chosen weak vessels like us and broken people like us to demonstrate your power and your glory and to change somebody's eternal destination. 
So Father, we surrender. Use us for your glory. As we're standing there, if you are distant from Heavenly Father, if you've never welcomed Him into your heart, or you walked away like this prodigal son, I want to tell you that in this house there's no judgment. God is not judging you. He loves you unconditionally and He wants you home. He wants you to have an intimate relationship with Him and He wants you to be plugged into this church family. If that's you on the count of three, I want you to put your hand to welcome Jesus into your heart for the first time or to rededicate yourself to Jesus. On the count of three, one, Jesus died for your sins and He shed His blood so he, you can be washed and made righteous. Two, He loves you. He has a plan and purpose for your future and for your present. And three, the Bible says, today is the day of salvation. Put your hand up right now if that's you. Thank you. Thank you. You can put your hand down. Thank you. Come on, let's pray together as a church family. Everybody, let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we surrender. We surrender. We believe that you are God, that you died for my sins, and that you rose again on third day. Wash me by your blood. I am yours. My life is no longer my own. Help me to follow you. Help me to take a risk for you. Lead me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Can we have a party in the house? Let's go!